Welcome back, everyone. This is our 10th episode. Number 10. What's the medal for 10? I think it's years, but what's our medal? Our medal? I think it's it's 10. It's 10. 10 for 10. <laughs> 10 for 10. <laughs> our 10th anniversary, if you will. Oh, I like it. I like it. How should we celebrate? Um, I don't... I don't know. I feel like we can't really because you live halfway across the world from me. Um, the world? <laughs> okay, the nation, same difference. <laughs> um, I could probably, uh, that's not true. I was going to say I could probably fly across the world just as easily as I could fly to you, but that's a lie because COVID. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, COVID. Anyways, um, so we're in the double digits, which feels a little bit weird, but also it's a small little accomplishment, Laura Kern. We have gone from non-casters to podcasters, and I mean, we have like a solid following of like five people. (laughs) You know what? I think that's something to be proud of, Mary. I... You know, it's not about the numbers. We wanted to do this for a while, and we just took that step, and I think it's great. Our five followers, you know, I'm sure appreciate us doing that. So any way we can serve our community. Yeah, honestly, like, this is a shameless plug for ourselves right here. Um, I have actually had quite a handful of women who, whether I think most of them I actually met through school, through college. Um, But even people that I've just, like, I'm not super close with have reached out to me and been like, I listened to your podcast and thank you so much for putting this out there because literally no one in the Christian circle is talking about online dating. Mm. It has, they were like, it's been so refreshing to know that I'm not the only one struggling with this. I'm not the only one with these questions and the only one who feels like, this just like no one knows how to navigate it so thank you so much even if it's not helpful it's like it's comforting to know we're all in the same boat so I would say that's an accomplishment I would agree with you so for our 10th episode um we actually had a suggestion shout out to Colby Jack who is one of our camp friends way back from 2014 in the kitchen of High Point Camp um colby is one of our faithful listeners and he texted me one day with a link to another podcast called crime junkie which probably a lot of people listen to i don't know why podcasts like crime podcasts specifically are so popular these days i get scared really easily so i personally can't like really listen to that kind of stuff it freaks me out i'll have bad dreams like i can't do it um but he said there's this one that i listen to called Operation Fireball, and you guys need to listen to it and do an episode about it. So, first I listened to it, and then I was like, Laura, you need to listen to it, and we both decided we needed to do an episode about this. So, I'm going to give a little backstory. Um, In the first episode, it's these two girls who um, are quite dramatic, to be honest. Well, actually, one's really dramatic. So the main host is, like, super dramatic, and I almost feel like I'm at, like, dinner and a show, but I'm just listening on my phone. And then the other girl is, like, pretty laid back and, like, very thin, and is just kind of, like, agreeing with the other girl. So I didn't love their style of, like, back and forth, but their content was really interesting because it was about this girl 
who moved to Colorado, actually, and um, didn't really have any friends and was just, she decided to get on dating apps to just make friends in the area to get to know people. So she joins some app. I don't remember what what app it was, honestly. It might have been Hinge. It might have been Match. I really don't remember. Maybe it was Bumble um, or Tinder or something. But um, she joins this app and starts talking to this guy. And she, um, like, pretty quickly, they kind of, like, exchange information and they start texting. And um, he's like, hey, like, do you want to get drinks after work? And she's like, I mean, like, I just met this person, but, like, why not? So they're like after work they're texting and she's like you know I'm here and he's like oh my gosh like he starts making up an excuse about why he's not there and he's like you know just order two fireball shots and wait for me at the bar and so she goes to the bar she orders two fireball shots and starts waiting and meanwhile this other guy comes up and sits two seats down from her and um She's like, he starts talking to her and he's like, hey, you know, how are you? Like, you know, just making conversation. She's like, well, actually, like, I'm waiting on this person. And like, the guy keeps sending excuses and like, you know, I'm stuck in traffic or whatever. But um, eventually she like calls the guy and there's like, it's not a working number. So she's all freaked out and she's like, what is happening? Like, blah, blah, blah. And this other guy who's, seat- who's seated two seats down from her. It's like, oh, my word, I'm so sorry you got stood up. Like, you know, let me make it up to you. Let me buy you dinner. Like, you know, let's just make the best of it kind of thing. And she's, like, just kind of done at this point. And she's, like, no, thanks. Like, I'm just going to, you know, like, I'm going to eat here. But, like, I can buy my own food. I'm fine. But, like, you're welcome to sit where you're at. Like, whatever. So then this guy kind of keeps, like, talking to her and all this thing. And, um, you know, he moves a seat down. So he's closer to her. And she... um she's like, Hey, do you mind watching my stuff? I'm going to run to the bathroom. So she runs to the bathroom and like the bartender, like, I guess they had made conversation with the bartender a little bit, but a waitress comes running into the bathroom and is like, ma'am, I have to tell you, like the guy that is talking to you comes in all the time and he does this and girls always leave with him. And girls are almost always way more drunk than they should be from what we serve them. And so she's like, I just, I don't know what's going on, but, like, you need to be warned. Like, you need to get out of this scenario. Like, I don't know what's happening. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had no idea. Like, whatever. And she's like, well, we can't act like we know. And so they, like, so the waitress walks back out. And then a couple minutes later, like, the girl walks back out. And she's, like, thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I just left my purse with him. Like, my IDs, my wallet, my money. Like, all of my like personal information is in there. And so she walks back out and is like, you know, just trying to play it cool. And he's like, Hey, you know, like, do you just want to get out of here? Like, let's go somewhere else or, you know, um, whatever. And she's like, no, like I'm really good here. And like, so they kind of start talking more and he just continues to just kind of like force her in, not force her, but like, you know, try and get her to leave. And So eventually she ends up like inviting, you know, like making up a story of like her roommate is coming or all this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, like she can just meet us there. Like, let's go to this place down here, like blah, blah. And eventually she just like straight up tells him like, no, I'm not leaving with you. Mm -hmm. And like he gets so mad and makes like a huge scene and like storms out of there. But like basically after talking to like the bartender and the waitress, like they think it's like 
a sex trafficking kind of thing because you know they're like it's always the same thing like two fireball shots this guy comes and sits two seats away like he then moves in and tries to like get you to go home with him or at least somewhere else and like then like you know most of the time girls end up leaving with him and so like on this podcast the two girls are talking about you know they're like is this super common like is this like just one story and so they tell all their listeners you know like you know, if anything like this has happened to you, like reach out on social media or, you know, send us a DM, whatever. Um, and like they end up getting so many responses that it becomes like literally, I, I'm pretty sure like the FBI investigated. Like there was like actual, like, like, I don't know, investigating that went on with this and it became such this huge deal. And people from all across the, the country were, you know, writing in about the same kind of scenario. And so it's just like, it's so crazy to think about like, oh my word, this is like basically an open portal for this kind of thing to happen. Like I've never even thought about um, how dating apps can be like a platform for that, which I don't know why that's just, I don't know, maybe I'm too trusting of people, but it's just really wild. So all of that to say, we thought we would do an episode on safety. So Laura, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. Um, actually, something just struck me while you were talking um, about it being a portal. And I, I, I didn't think that way as much when I first listened to their episode because I was like, oh, my word. I mean, it just seems so exaggerated. But you know, I'm remembering that there are so many young people that will get on dating apps. Like you only have to be 18 to get on a dating app. And so, you know, people who are like 30 are not probably going to be targets for trafficking as much as someone who is 18 or 19 or 20. Um, so it can totally happen for them for sure. Um, so I was, you know, just one thing that I think is really important is, general date safety and there's safety in a date before during and after um so before you go on a date obviously tell a friend tell a couple of friends tell them where you're going what time you're going what time you are planning on being back um let them know hey if you haven't heard from me by this time call me or text me um i know a lot of people will share their locations with their friends um so that is huge. And then if you're meeting someone in a place where you've never been, go on their website, check out the parking situation, um, drive yourself. Um, definitely don't let a stranger come to your house and pick you up for a date. That is not smart. Um, and then during the date, um, obviously, this comes from hearing what we just heard about that one girl's experience. Keep your purse um on your person so that they can't rummage through and find any information that would have your home address or anything, your date of birth, the place that you work, any information um, that you wouldn't want someone to know. And just keep your eyes open for like weird behavior on the date. Um, I think we can all tell when someone's just acting off or there's just something weird about them. So don't be afraid to take note of that and excuse yourself early if you are just getting a weird feeling from the person. Um, and then after, 
um, if you are feeling unsafe, ask someone who works at the restaurant or the bar or wherever you are, ask someone who works there if they would be willing to walk you to your car or tell the person you're with, hey, um, someone's actually coming to pick me up, so I'm going to wait here for a while and just hang out. And if you still feel unsafe, again, have someone walk you to your car or call someone to pick you up and leave your car there. Um, if you're like walking out to the parking lot, I always, always um, call someone or FaceTime someone so that someone knows where I am. I'm, you know, communicating with somebody. Um, and then if you're in your car driving home and you just are having a weird feeling, don't drive home. Drive to your parents' house or a friend's house or even like your local police station or a firehouse if you are feeling weird. Um, and I heard a piece of advice too that was if you think that if someone's following you, you should make four consecutive right or left turns um, to confirm if they're if you're being followed. So those are just general things. I think that there's probably a lot more detailed things that you can do. Um, but those were just, I think, some of the big things that I have done for myself and that I have generally heard um, from others. So that's my general safety. Yeah, that's that's super solid advice, I'd say. Um, it's weird because I don't think I've ever really been on a date where I felt unsafe. And I don't know if that's because... Um, I don't know. I feel like it's hard because it's like, I feel like I get to know people pretty dang well before ever meeting them. But at the same time, I think about like how phony people can be over an app. Like you really don't have any clue who you're talking to. But I think with um, the level of intention that we're looking for and the specifics that we're looking for of like, someone who is you know a godly man and who has similar ethics and morals and beliefs and things that we do I think that typically those kind of like deeper conversations are a lot harder to fake and so I think there is in some sense a little bit more like just genuineness that would have to come out of those conversations but at the same time like we do need to be on on guard because like we're not above that happening like no one is above that happening and I think that's it's weird to think about like you know you hear this kind of story and you think about like oh well that may happen to other people who are just super unsafe and have no deep conversations but like no I think that people can still be prone to that like they can still be a victim of that like regardless of you know like I guess I just don't want people to be in the mindset of like well that would never happen to me because probably everyone it's happened to thought that at one point um mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's very good advice I definitely I mean Janessa who was a guest a few episodes ago she is she's my point girl like she always knows where I'm at on a date typically honestly it just works out this way she typically even comes over when I'm getting ready for a date and says you know like where are you going you know what's your plan like blah 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 and it's normally places like she's familiar with too where she would know like okay this shouldn't take this long here or you know if if I know you're you're over here like I know generally this is over here and there's people here like it is it's definitely 
definitely a must to have someone know your location. Um, and yeah, I think the walking out part has always been kind of awkward. Not that I've ever been in a bad scenario where a guy's walked me out, but there have been moments where it's like you leave a bad date and you're like, oh, I really don't want this guy to walk me out. But there's only like one parking lot. And so it'd be awkward if we both walk separately together or yeah, like what if you, you know, say that your friend is coming to pick you up and he's like, oh, we'll just wait till your friend gets here. Like there are definitely scenarios where it might be a little bit harder to get out of, but um, you could always just walk somewhere that's not your car or <laughs> like you said, just wait, you know, talk to a bartender or something or um, a waitress, you know, especially if it's somewhere that you've been before, you know, act like you're good friends with them and, you know, Hey, I'm just going to wait here for a few minutes and catch up with my friend over here, whatever. But um, yeah, that's good advice. There's something else I was going to say that I think is solid advice. Um, but I can't remember what it was. I'm curious how many people have let guys pick them up on the first date. I feel like it's interesting because my friend Benny was telling me one time, um, about how, like, a girl friend of his, like, a friend who's a girl, um, of his one time, like, got invited to a guy's house for dinner on the first date, and she was, like, like, no, like, I don't really feel comfortable with that, and Benny was, like, I don't know how guys feel comfortable with that, because he's, like, especially in, like, the world of, like, rape and everything, he's, like, I would never want, you know, you don't know what she's gonna go home and tell her friends that happened, you know, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable from a guy's perspective, having a girl over because they could pin anything on me if the first date's at my house. And it was like, wow, I've never thought about that before. Like the guy has, you know, things to be afraid of too, of like, well, how is this going to look on my reputation? Or how is this going to, you know, come back negatively on me? Like I haven't thought about that before. Yeah, that's super interesting. I remember my mom telling one of my younger brothers that a couple of years ago, um, just, you know, being careful of um, your reputation and, yeah, if you don't know someone and you don't know um, their their character, then they absolutely might just decide to say something that's completely untrue and out of left field. So that is actually a really good piece of advice for the guys. You know, you, you want to not just protect yourself, but also, you know, it goes both ways. Consider her, but also consider um, your reputation. And if you don't know a girl, then yeah, definitely it's better to be safe than sorry. If that is offensive to her or whatever, and she doesn't understand your point of view, then that's okay. It's again, always better to err on the side of being cautious. Yeah. How do you feel about first dates being um, in public places? Because I feel like there's, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. But I also think about like, oh my gosh, what if this guy who I've been talking to for a long time, you know, wants to take me on like a picnic or go on a hike or like something like that where it's a little less public? Um I think maybe there's differences too in how you've met them. Like if you've met on an app and you've obviously never met this person in your life, I would be a hundred percent wary of that because you really don't know who you're meeting. Um, I think if it's someone that you've known, someone you've been able to be around and, you know, watch them interact with other people, 
you've obviously seen them in different circles. Like that's a little bit different where you know that, you know, you've kind of figured out who they are in circles and you trust them enough to be alone with them. But I'm just curious if you've ever like had that happen. Hmm. I am trying to remember. Um, I'm sure it has. Uh, I'm definitely way more likely to do something that's a little bit more isolated if I've met the person in person, obviously, and especially if I have been in large social gatherings with them. Um, I think that it's really, really crucial to meet someone's friends or maybe meet a member or two of their family. Um, I think that that gives a really good insight into who they are. Um, that even meeting their friends probably can't do quite that for you. Um, but yeah, I absolutely would not do something that was more isolated if I had never met them in person before. That's just, I don't think that's very smart. Um, but you know, again, it all comes back to the fact that you just never know what people, what their intentions are. They could be really, really sinister or they could be wonderful and it doesn't matter if you've met them in person five times before like it just you just never know but it is you can take steps to protect yourself so um is it more likely to be an okay situation if you have met the person in social groups before yes that's generally a more wise approach to it for sure um but again if you really want to safeguard yourself, then maybe take a self-defense class. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's actually really funny. My mom took a self-defense class when she turned 50. And I was like, you are you are a legend. That is so awesome. I love that she did that. Yeah. Also, that's a good point. Um, I've ne- I mean, I've never felt unsafe on a date. But sometimes I wonder, like, if I actually got in a scenario like that, like, I mean, I took a couple kickboxing classes when my friend worked at a kickboxing gym and like, I don't know, a workout. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, could I actually do damage if I wanted to or needed to? Like that thought paralyzes me because I feel like in the moment, I mean, it's fight or flight and I don't know if I would be too fearful to do it or if I would just, I don't know, have these this crazy surge of being able to, like, protect myself. I don't know. I wonder about that sometimes. But I'm so thankful that I've really, truly never been in a date situation where I felt uncomfortable or, you know, unsafe. I mean, maybe uncomfortable, awkward, but not to the point where I felt, like, unsafe and you know, like something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really haven't either. There was one time, I don't know if I've talked about it on here with you, but I'm, I know I told you, I met this guy online and um, it was on Upward. And so of course he lived like super far away. Well, not really far away, but he lived about an hour away. And um, so we had planned to meet up and then he just started, his messages were really weird and like weirdly intense. And I just ended up saying, you know what? I, I just don't think we should meet up. And I just like blocked him on the app because he was just acting strange. Um, so that's another piece of advice for sure. If you just have this weird feeling, don't be afraid to cancel 
And if you have to make up something that's not true, that's fine. But if you truly are feeling wary of the person and they're just being, you know, a little bit strange and, and maybe too intense or pushy, this guy was being kind of pushy, then absolutely cancel. You've never met the person before. They don't know anything about you. And it's okay to just flat out not show up. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, this is, I'm I'm not someone who really promotes living by your feelings because our feelings can be so untrue. Um, but I think that whenever you're in this kind of situation and you have a gut feeling or some sort of emotional, like weird emotional connection that like makes you feel like this is not good, this is not safe, like listen to that because that is happening for a reason. Um, the other thing too is don't, just be smart about what you share. Like I'm someone who's very much an open book. And ever since listening to that podcast episode, I've really had to like kind of be, I don't know, just more aware of what I'm saying when I do start talking to people on apps, you know, don't jump into everything about your life um, before you do meet the person because they're, it is scary, you know, how people can, like, it's more than just stalking someone on social media. Like, people really can find out so much information just by talking to you. Um, you know, where where you're from, you know, where you work, like, you know, the college you went to, like, things like that. Like, I think we would be honestly really surprised and shocked at how much information can seem harmless and just kind of basic that really can feed people information they need to find someone which is like pretty scary um so just be smart about that and that's something like I said that I've had to be just more aware of like when I talk to people mm-hmm. yeah it's hard not to share too much I mean you want to yeah show a bit of yourself for sure and not be closed off but yeah there's there's safe ways to do it yeah there's I think there's a balance of I don't know, just being able to get to know someone without knowing very personal details. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, it's something that I've I've had to work on. But I know that's like kind of an intense subject, but it really is something that I feel like I'm really glad that Colby told us about because honestly, I don't know that I'd even really thought about that a whole lot. Like, I think I, I very much have the mindset of like, oh, yeah, well, it happens to other people, but it wouldn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And then I think about Taken, like the movie. And oh, such a good movie. It's good, but it's like scary realistic of like, yeah, like, you know, it, she literally was just going to what was it Paris with her friend? Uh, and, so. you know, they didn't do anything crazy. They didn't you know, market themselves as, like, the most American ignorant people who don't know what they're doing. Like, they had their own place they were staying. Family knew that she was there. Like, you know, they shared a cab with that one guy. And just, like, you know, all these things unravel. And it's just like, wow, this escalated so quickly. But I think in the same way, like, it could be something so simple. And we just really have no clue how advanced, you know, this kind of thing is. So better safe than sorry I guess but um anyways on a lighter note 
let's do some updates. Updates. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I have recently started seeing somebody. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us more. <laughs> Uh, we go to church together and we've been friends for a while. Um, and then interest just bloomed and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been going really well. So just to clarify, you did not meet this person online. I did not. No. How ironic. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. That that's like the better way, but it just ended up happening like that for me right now. I know. I'm just, it's just funny for me because you are the friend who got me into this mess and has been my advocate for years, you know? Um, I've gotten several people into this mess. Yeah. One day I'll thank you for it. <laughs> Um, but I do think it's funny because I think it has given you a lot of perspective. Um, and it is also funny because I remember when you first told me about this guy and it was a while ago. Um, but I also remember finding out that his, one of his girlfriends, like he met online and so it's funny to me that, like, you guys did not <laughs> because you're in, I don't know, I just, I'm surprised that you haven't, like, you didn't meet online. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense? Yeah, you are. It is, it is rather ironic. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember telling you about that. That is so funny. Yep. Uh, ugh, man, timing is everything, I guess. I don't know. How it would have been different if we had met that way because I mean we already knew each other at that point brief like we didn't know each other super well but I knew who he was he knew who I was so it is weird to think how things would have been different if that's how we had kind of stumbled across each other yeah I didn't even think about that I mean I was talking more about like it's just funny that like you did it me online but I hadn't even thought about like how different that would be if you had because I don't know. I think watching your um, just kind of little scenario bloom has been just cool to see, like, the building interest and um, I don't know. So, well, that's super exciting. I'm super happy for you. Oh, thank you. And what is uh, – what's your update, Mary? So, my update is <laughs> I took, like, a month and a half off of the apps – for a bit I remember I think I mentioned that on the last episode we did because it was like mid-February and then I was gonna not get back on apps till April so like the first week of April or something I like got back on a couple apps I started with Hinge and then actually no I didn't start with Hinge because one of my friends um lovingly bestowed the money to get on Christian Mingle for my birthday present. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Which is probably one of the most kindest gifts that I've ever received and one of the least gifts I've ever loved. <laughs> um, a gift you wish you could return. <laughs> yes, because it was more like a force of like, 
I'm Venmoing you now. This is your birthday present. Just do it. And I was like, what? I don't want to do that. And he was like, do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh. I was very much, I was very much coerced into joining Christian Mingle for a month. So, and then one of my other friends was like, oh, I'll sponsor you next month. And I'm like, sponsor me. <laughs> You're like a Compassion International kid. I'm like, I'm not a charity case just <laughs> looking for sponsorship for my love life. Oh. I was, anyways, I said no. I will give it one month. And about two weeks later, well, okay, so I joined that one. So Christian Mingle, shout out to my friend who I, I just, okay, let me just tell you something right now. Why the heck would you pay $50 for one month of Christian Mingle when there's literally like seven people on there? $50? Yeah, it's $49.99 for one month. And then the more months you do, the cheaper it gets. That's how they reel you in. Oh, that's, that is quite the business model. Right. And their website and their app is awful. It looks like the original Facebook. It's like, it's cringy to look at. It's cringy to use. It's not user-friendly. There's like 10 people on there. And all the people who message you aren't even, they don't even match what you're looking for. So like you pick all your little things of like your hobbies and your interests and the age range you're looking for and like the distance and like all the little demographics. And then like I swear to you, every person who messaged me was like 42. And I I kid you not. Or... It's just not at all what I'm looking for. There are very few BBMs on there. There's like, it's just the whole thing is cringy. It's just bad. And I feel bad that my friend paid for it. But are you still so, on? Well, I'm getting there. So then a couple days later, I got hinge back and then bumble and then eventually broke down and got upward back. So I have not like I was not active on Christian Mingle at all. I had probably like 11 messages within the first couple of days and I responded to none of them because none of them were people I would talk to. None of them were people I'd be interested in. Um, Hinge, I had had a couple people even before I paused my app who had like sent me likes and I had like never matched with them. So I matched with a couple people on Hinge right away. I think I maybe matched with a couple people on Bumble right away, but those conversations just went downhill real quick. Um, and then it's funny cause like some of the people on hinge responded, some people didn't. And then upward, um, I matched with one, two guys, one who I didn't respond to. Cause I was like, why did I match with this guy? Does that ever happen with you? You like match with someone. Then you're like, Oh, why did I match with this person? Um, sometimes <laughs> like, it's not, it's not like a picture thing. It's more like I go back through their profile and I'm like, what on this made me think that matching with them was like something I wanted to do um so then like a week goes by and I'm like I just don't know if this is like beneficial for me right now and I had been talking to some friends and mentors and just praying a lot about getting back into counseling um and Laura you were one of the friends who recommended like hey maybe maybe you just need to take more time. Like, you know, maybe there's just still a lot of stuff you're working through. Like, you know, don't pressure yourself to get back into the dating game. If you still feel like there's, you know, things you're working on, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, 
I'm going to start praying about that. But my drawback was I just don't want to get comfortable because for me, it takes a lot more effort to be talking to guys and putting myself out there and going on dates and getting to know people than it does to just sit back and not do any of that. Mm. Um, And so I was like, I just don't want to get this place where I'm just comfortable. But then I was talking to a mentor of mine who's also my counselor. And she was like, you know, like, I think if we're going to start counseling again, like you really just, you know, you need to work on, on healing on, you know, getting back to a good place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, you know, and not having the distraction of dating apps, I think is going to be really beneficial. So like a week into being back on apps, (laughs) I actually like paused all of them except Christian Mingle because my friend was still paying for it. So I have not been on Christian Mingle at all, but I told him I would finish out the month. So um, all of that to say, I'm not on any apps right now. I'm kind of on a dating hiatus, if you will. And do you know how long you'll be on that hiatus? Like, have you set a certain amount of time or are you just going to kind of go by, you know, day by day and how you feel? And I mean, how are you, how are you like approaching that? So. Basically, I just haven't, I haven't really given myself a time frame, but it's more like knowing when I'm back, like when I'm ready to be back in the game, like I think I'll just allow myself to jump back in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that that's great. I mean, you do have a goal in mind. It's to be healthy. So that's, that's, I think, a really wise decision. I fully support you in that. Not that you need my support, but... (laughs) Thanks, friend. Well, I think it's great and healthy that you, I mean, it's healthy to just first take that first step and acknowledge that. Um, It takes a lot of introspection, if that is the right word, to, yeah, just to know yourself and to know the boundaries that you need for yourself and to be willing to do the hard work to put those in place for sure. Yeah. So anyways, so my dating hiatus, I'll keep you up to date with that. <laughs> up to date. <laughs> but don't you find it so ironic that like literally our last episode, neither of us were seeing like we weren't on. I don't think either of us were on any apps. Neither of us were like dating or talking to anyone. And then now fast forward, like you're low key seeing someone and I'm like strictly not <laughs> like it's just it's funny how things change, but yeah. Anyways. Thank you guys so much for listening. Our five listeners. Thank you guys for listening to our 10th episode, whether this was your 10th that you listened to, or if this was your very first, we are so glad that you listened. Um, and we hope that maybe this reinforced your, um, Uh, your commitment to being careful as you meet people, or maybe it opened your eyes to the fact that maybe you need to be a little bit more um, just watchful and, and careful with how you date. So we will see you guys for number 11. I'm not sure what um, anniversary 11 is. Maybe it's, is that the paper one? I don't know, (laughs) but we will be there for that. So This has been Up To Date Podcast. We out.